Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Welcome to episode number 104 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about tackling the overwhelm in your business and your life. So in order to help me tackle the tackle, (laughs) I have Jamie Johnson, partner, virtual CFO and CPA here at PJS and Co. CPAs. Good morning. Good morning. I almost got good afternoon here in the great state of Texas. But, <laughs> uh, you know, we're uh, we're chugging along first week back at school, so new routine. More overwhelmed, so I might be a good one for this episode. <laughs> I think we're all feeling the overwhelm here in the next couple of weeks as we're battling back to school. We're, we record a little bit ahead of our release schedule here, so we're at the end of summer and there's always that schedule of, you know, your kids are going back to school, might have a couple more weeks, but it's just kind of prepping and then falling into that new routine. It's always a challenge. And it feels like with kids too, there's always something new. Yes. A lot. I feel like every day is a a different challenge and everything. So my twins are starting to get to that age where a lot more responsible. They're just more independent, which has been great and stuff. But my first grader is still struggling with the schedule right now, but we'll get there. She's sick. So More I always have to check myself and remember that. Yep. Yep. She'll get there. It's just a little more work, a little more manual labor on our end <laughs> with that age. Mornings are a little bit more uh, cumbersome with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially if they're not a morning person too, that doesn't help because I know my oldest is that way. She's just like my youngest. She hops right out of bed at 530. Oldest could sleep in until 10. So it's much more challenging with her because she's like just dragging. (laughs) So you take all that, you know, we're all we all have personal lives and the craziness that comes with running a household and being a part of a family and, and all of that. And we always like to acknowledge that the business is not necessarily completely separate than that. We're whole people. We have our business that we're running in addition to our personal lives. So when you combine that, there's times where both are just going crazy, right? You have a bunch of things (laughs) happening on your personal side, you know, life throws you all kinds of curveballs over there. And then on the business side, you can be experiencing the same type of stuff. So we want to talk about how you can kind of center yourself take a breath and try to find some ways and some people to help you start tackling that overwhelm because it can get to an unmanageable point. And we want to help before it gets to that point where you're pulling your hair out and you just can't sleep at night and, you know, it makes life no fun, right? Exactly. There's no there's no true shut off for business owners, especially yep. small, mid-sized business owners. Like you just... I mean, we can laugh and we can say we have a shot off, but if there's an emergency in the middle of the night, like 
your employees, your contractors, yeah, they're not responsible for that. You are. So whatever business you run, if there's an emergency, you are the one that has to deal with it. And you are the one that has to tackle that issue at that time, if it needs to be handled at that time. So I think sometimes that becomes overwhelming because there's never, there's never a checkout. That in itself, just that thought process is an overwhelming one to think about. And, and I think it's a lot one that kind of consumes a lot of business owners. So really being able to step back and, you know, draw some boundaries, understand the responsibility, of course, that you that you have as a business owner, but also like for you from a health perspective of what's yeah. mentally and physically and emotionally healthy for you to have the endurance to take the business where it needs to go and to meet certain goals and, and whatever it is that you have, whatever your roadmap is for that, for your business, that you can safely get there because you kind of need to be there <laughs> as it goes right. along. So, right. So we want to speak to, to overwhelm in the way that we're familiar with as a company and we're really focusing on the three main ways that a virtual CFO can help you in your business, right? And helping you overcome that overwhelm that you may be feeling that's keeping you up at night, that you don't have the control that you want to, that you are just overwhelmed by all of the things that you need to do. And some of the things that we're going to talk about today, you may not realize that a virtual CFO could help you with. So number one is that a virtual CFO can really help you establish a system. So what does that mean and how can that help with the overwhelm, Jamie? Well, one of the first questions we ask is like, what do you want? What is it that you, what is the purpose? Because we can, we can have a well-executed plan, but if our goals are different at the end, if we have a different end goal than you have, what good is the plan? It's not good at all, right? So one of our first things we get in sync with our clients on is really to understand A, like where they want to go, what they're wanting to do, and really challenge them to think in a way that they don't normally think as a business owner, you know, and how to alleviate and give the business more time by giving them more time. So things that we talk about is, you know, maybe they're in a lot more day-to-day -day operations. Maybe they need to hire staff. Or do they need somebody that can, you know, is able to do operations and finance? What kind of skill sets do they need? And can those people grow with the business, right? So understanding the end goal is one of the first things, first conversations that we have with business owners to get them to kind of step back and recognize where they're going. And also then how are we going to get there? How are we going to, to do that? So now you're talking HR, you're talking strategy, you're talking, you know, staffing. Now you're talking financial. So we, we hit a lot of areas, like when we talk as an advisor to our business owners. So establishing a system is super important to understand what kind of system do you need? What kind of system are you desiring? Because that's the first thing that needs to be synchronized is our understanding of where they want to go and their understanding of where they want to go. Right. And I would assume as a, a virtual CFO who's worked with a bunch of different businesses, you probably have more of a framework to help them with than somebody who's just trying to throw something, something together on their own. Yeah. And from one of my more recent clients, 
I always laugh because he says, you make me sleep better at night. I can now sleep and I don't have to worry, or I can go on vacation now and I don't have to worry that my business is going to suffer or that there's going to be fires that I have to put out. So you kind of vacation with that constant, you know, like twitch (laughs) of wondering what's going to go wrong and what's going to happen and everything. So yeah, you start to like really develop and understand things also that have worked and, and best practices. And that's, the collaborative nature of our business is constantly making better improvements, better systems. You know, we take our frame of thinking and refine that. And I say refine that because a lot of us have really good intentions, but we need refined on our thoughts. So, you know, we typically look at our business owners and we prioritize and then we kind of force them to delegate. What can you push down? What can you get off your plate? I know there are certain things that can help you step back and really understand the things that you're needed for and your your focus needs to be on, right? But delegation is, is a huge one. Um, and we practice that from top to bottom in our firm. And we really encourage our clients to do that as well, because that's really important for the efficiency of, you know, task delegation, because what you free yourself up to do is an investment into something else. And it's an investment of your efforts in something else. So you approving wires in your business, like you shouldn't be doing that as a business owner, right? Like you should have other people to do that. And so how do we put the controls in place that make sure that, you know, you're banking safe and that you're making the right decisions, but also that like, we're not worrying about that. You shouldn't be worrying about that because your time needs to be spent networking, growing the business, interviewing new hires potentially, or whatever it is, there's other Mm -hmm. ways in which that you can better invest your time. And that delegation is a constant. It's a constant. Well, and after working with y'all for so long, I've seen this firsthand as far as how the system helps with that overwhelm directly. There's a direct link because if you think about it, without a system, you get something new in no matter what it is, a bill, a new lead, uh, even a payment. And if you don't have a system for that, your brain has to think through all the steps every single time. And maybe you forgot the way that you handled it last time. You're recreating the wheel literally every single time you're doing that action or you're taking that action or your team is recreating the wheel every single time they're having to process that stuff. So with a system, the what's the saying? I think I've used it before on this podcast where systems systems run the business, people run the systems. Where you are handing a system to somebody and you say here's how it works and the person is just there to make sure it all runs smoothly. But the wheel is there, you just got to roll it down the hill, right? So that's how the, there's a direct correlation to removing a lot of the, well, how am I going to do this? Okay. Then what comes next? Okay. Well, do I have to follow up? Like it's all done. So it's, it's, it may not seem on its surface that that that's going to help a lot, but you think about how many times you're duplicating things throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. And it, it becomes very clear very quickly when you start establishing those systems, how much it's playing into efficiencies. Um, so the, the next one, number two, is helping you simplify your business, which systems can do. But I think this is a, a broader topic as far as maybe you're doing things that 
you don't need to be doing, you know, and that's where there's a lot of conversation that I know that you all have with your clients as far as how can you simplify? Absolutely. And, you know, we live in a tech age, right? So there's a computer to always do a lot of (laughs) actions. So I'll use an example of a current client that I have and that we used to write checks for everything. In their mindset, that was kind of what you did, right? Like you, you process your bills and you write checks and you mail them out. And there's just a lot of efficiency to be gained because we all know that the USPS doesn't always run on time, right? So we actually started to start running into issues where it's like, well, the checks weren't getting there and then we have late fees and then all this stuff. So, you know, things, man-made things start to become hindrances, Right. Um, and instead it's, it was a little bit hard to get used to, but, you know, implementing a process of like, Hey, here's build.com. Let's talk through how this helps your business and less touches. We're able to put some checks and balances that actually can be a lot better than what we currently have. There's less man-made errors. There's, you know, we still have man-made oversight with it all. Right. Um, but here's, here's a way in which that we can probably save you 10 hours a month, right? Right off the top immediately. Um, so it's things like that. It's the way that it was always done. So change is inevitable and change is hard, but I think sometimes we overthink and we think we can't do that. We can't, you know, we can't mold to that. We can't do that. And I think we actually can, we can do a lot more than we think we're capable of doing. And you as a business owner, the more that you are willing to be molded and willing to be refined and kind of pushed in a way to think about things differently and to work in a way you've never worked before. Yes, it's hard. However, I think there's new innovation that comes out of it. Um, And I'm going to, I'm going to use this kind of example is sometimes we think about like innovation as a new thing. I always thought about innovation as, as new ideas, right? Fresh ideas. Really innovation is new ideas for the way we always did things. And when I was at a conference last year, one of the guys actually um, gave a demonstration on the iPhone. And there's actually a piece of the iPhone that has been around for since the 1600s. And I was like, no, like we're (laughs) sitting here in 2022 with an iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, there's, he goes, if you actually pull the iPhone apart and all of these parts, there." is a part in there that is from the 1600s. He's like, see, innovation is not just everything's new within that iPhone, but it's something that has been developed and pieced together over time. Well, that's a great point too, because if somebody in the 1600s had the idea for an iPhone, but they were like, that's way too overwhelming. I mean, I don't know who would have thought of that in the 1600s, right? But (laughs) but let's say for, for the sake of this example, Oh, I'm, I, I don't even know where to start. I, it's too overwhelming. And they never made that piece. Maybe we never would have had the iPhone, right? Like, I think that that's a really good point as a business owner or even like any goal, but especially in business where you're thinking, I would love to achieve this, but in order to be here, I need this, 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 that, and you're listing out all the things that you need, right? But you don't need to start there. Right. You know, maybe you just start with the most important piece. But maybe you don't know how to find that piece without somebody who's done it before. And that's where this really ties in because you have an advisor that can come in and say, 
yeah, that list is really overwhelming. And yeah, it would be nice to have all those things. But look right here. This is the piece that you want to start with. If you start here, we can start rolling down the hill and making it easier and easier. And we could pick up all these other things, you know. So sometimes you just need somebody to take your hand and say, hey, yes, that is very overwhelming. But let's look at the most important thing on this list and kind of talk you off the ledge too. Yeah, I think when business owners are open to perspective too, I can suggest anything that I want to a business owner. But unless we're going to have dialogue together, and I don't mean I call the shots and you do what I say, right? <laughs> it is a true, I mean, it is a very, very much of a partnership. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to really have that cohesiveness and that willing to have really, really hard conversations. Um, I'm reading a book called Crucial Conversations, and it is like, it is a great, it's, it's a great independent read. Um, so having those conversations are so incredibly important for your, for your growth as a business, but your growth as a business owner to stretch you in ways to make you kind of really check yourself at the door. Uh, I'm a passionate person. And so sometimes my emotions can be impulsive in nature. Right. And I always have to remember that. So that's a great thing, but I have to keep them into check. Mm -hmm. And um, I always tell myself, check yourself at the door, (laughs) check you first. And that book, it kind of refines, but it also kind of validates too. Like those moments where you're like, I didn't really want to push. I didn't want to do that. I, you know, had hesitancy. I didn't, you know, I, I I was the only one who thought it or Mm -hmm. whatever it is as a business owner, it kind of also gives you that moment of like, Hey, it's okay for you to have that conversation. It's okay for you to have those hesitancies, but listen, you need to be bold with this as well. So it also, it's a very good, it's a check yourself book, but it's also a very encouraging book. And I'm only halfway through. And I actually had one of my business owners start reading it. And he's like, I'm not going to lie. He's 62 years old, but he loves wanting to be better. And he's like, I love this book. So go, go check it out as a business owner, because it really, um, it's, it's just a really, really great read. Um, and one, if you're really wanting to develop as a business owner, like it's, it's a great read. Um, sometimes we really put way too much effort into overthinking, um, Things that, you know, maybe if we just took two steps back and we really ask ourselves some basic questions and also have some crucial conversations with ourselves and we're willing to be questioned. And I think that's another big thing. Both parties really have to be willing to be questioned um, on what they think and, and getting on board. And it takes time. It really, really does take time because people don't change overnight. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Time and and those conversations are, are really important. I mean, always throughout any relationship like this in business. I mean, if you leave that piece out, you're not going to get where you want. If you're not talking about how you're feeling or maybe some reasons why, even though it might be a hard conversation, you might go in a different direction than you wanted to because they don't know that piece. You know, if you're not sharing that piece with your advisor, they don't know that you're stressed about not having retirement. You know, like you need to talk about that. And it's a hard conversation to have maybe because you're embarrassed that you don't have that. But those are the things that um, are definitely going to play into the success of the the plan that you're laying out too. Well, look at, I mean, I bet you if you had conversations with Warren Buffett, I bet you if you had conversations with, you know, I'll say Steve Jobs, but if you had conversations with these big business owners, I promise you 
they are not going to look at you and tell you they did this alone. Oh yeah. (laughs) For one. So if you think that keeping to yourself and staying in control, and I'm using air quotes at that, you can't see me right now. (laughs) Staying staying in control in life. That's funny. Your business and not willing to be challenged. And I'm not saying you have to move in the same way of, you know, one of my best illustrations is, is all the fish going one way and one fish being willing to go the other way. And I'm not talking about always going against the flow and fighting everything. But I think that if you're, if, if, if your true heart is really wanting to grow the business and you want to be the best business owner you can be, and you also want to live the life you want to live, you're going to have to have an advisor that's willing to push you and to have hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is the more trust that you have with them, the more that you share, you know, you definitely have a whole lot more respect and those hard conversations are not hard anymore. Um, But when somebody's willing to accept, whether it be criticism or constructive criticism, or whether that, you know, some pushback, listen, we're not doing that next time because here's how this impacted you. And then they step back and they're going, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I would have never agreed to. I'm like, I know. And that's why that's, that's really, really important in that relationship. So um, one of my clients laughed and I said, is this my, is this my first like marriage fight with you? And I said, <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, it is. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> goes, I knew what your response was going to be. And I was like, well, Okay. So we're obviously at a comfortable place within our partnership. You have to have that willingness to bend and to adapt to your business versus always thinking like your ideas are the best ideas because no one person has all the best ideas. Right. Yep. And then kind of to flip the coin on on that, (laughs) in addition to, you know, we talked about the, the first two, the third way that a virtual CFO can help with the overwhelm is to help you gain confidence. And I think that's a really underrated one. Most definitely. And typically most business owners that start out with us, they might have confidence in certain areas of their, of their business, but then there's other areas that they feel very inadequate. So one of our goals is always to kind of come in and kind of be all encompassing, right. And to really give them the confidence that they need, because when you build that confidence, it's also easier to have conversations. You get on the same level. You're, 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 you're talking at the same level. It's not, I've never had these conversations before. As I'm sitting here thinking about this podcast, I'm like, wow, that just keeps coming up. Like you have to be a partnership in this. You have to, you may not be in a partnership, but you have to have a partnership with an advisor. And that's really, really, really important. But gaining, you know, confidence you can to lead and to know and to have some pulses. You know when to pull in that advisor. You know when you're completely fine making the decisions on your own. I find that it refines a lot of areas of their business and it also refines you as a business owner to have conversations. I've I've had clients say before, I would have never had that conversation before you. I would have, I would have peed down my leg. I would have never had that conversation. And instead now they're willing to not just have that conversation. They're willing to confidently have that conversation and feel at peace with it. That, that is no longer an overwhelming place to be because there's control around it. And they know that if they have questions or they need something that somebody's in their corner fighting with them. 
not for them, not against them, but with them. And I think that's a really huge piece in gaining that confidence is it's just knowing what somebody else can do for you. Right. And knowing yeah. what your, what your ideas are, how you operate, like all of your strengths and really like escalate that and, and grow your business the way you need to. Yeah. And like we, we talked about with the systems, having somebody who's done that before with other businesses and helped them scale. I've done this for, you know, hundreds of other businesses in the past. Like I know how this works. I know it may seem a little funky to you because it's all new, right? But, and it may be scary to change the way that you're operating, but you, you have that confidence in that person to check things with and like, Hey, I, I have this idea, bounce that off of that advisor and kind of get confirmation that yes, that that is a good idea for your business. So you can move forward more confidently than when you're just operating by yourself because you do, you like sit up at night. Was that the right decision? You know, or I have to make this decision by the end of the week. Am I, am I doing it right? Like I, I have no one to talk. I could talk to my, my husband, my wife, my, my friend, but if they don't own a business, you know, they can listen and they can try to help, but they don't have that perspective that an advisor would have. So having that conversation with the right people makes a world of a difference. Well, there's even conversations that I have with my husband who like, he's not an entrepreneur. Um, he's more of a corporate employee, but like he'll listen. I mean, sure. There are things that he adds into from a business perspective of like, right. he, he has great input, but there's things that he doesn't understand as right. a business owner. And so having that is, is really, really, really important. So I do want to suggest like two books for, for business owners, um, crucial conversations that I mentioned earlier, and it's by Joseph Grenny and Carrie Patterson. Um, it's called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High. It's a really, really great individual self-reflection business owner read. Like, And it's a pretty easy read. I am halfway through it right now, and I'm always anxious when I'm ready to get back into it. The other thing too is as you're growing your business, um, you need to understand too that with all of this overwhelm that growth will be stunted if you continue down the path of overwhelm, right? Mm -hmm. So if your goal is to grow your business, your growth is going to be stunted because you're not, you know, having these conversations, you're not willing to mold yourself to what your business needs to go, right? Because um, I'm also reading a book of Scaling Up and it's by Vern Harnish. Because it talks about the three fundamental barriers for scaling up your business. And one of them is leadership. And it's really bringing up leaders to be able to lead your company. Because the fact of the matter is, you may be top boss. You can't be the only person leading and growing this business, right? right. Second one is scalable infrastructure. So lack of systems and structure. So that goes to our you know, we talked about prioritizing, delegating, you got to have somebody to delegate to, right? And so right. having the right people that are positioning you for the growth that you need and that can grow with your business and that want to grow with your business. I think that's a big one too, the want to. Right. Um, the third one is marketing, you know, failure to scale up an effective marketing function. I think you would really like that one, Megan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those are, those are three huge barriers that people 
often fail at miserably because they're too scared to give up power. They're too scared to, you know, pass things off, afraid that they might have to do them again. And there will be tasks. Let me just remind you, there will be tasks along the way, which that you've thought you've gotten rid of that you maybe have to take back up for a season, you know, or not. But the healthy thing is, is then to redelegate them back down. So it's that constant mold and that constant change into being a better, better business owner and to knowing where those boundaries are and everything and, and where you want to go. Once again, where you want to go and how you're going to get there and having somebody partner with you to do that just alleviates. And it really, it's a place too, for you to bring all of your great ideas and to be able to master something that you have in your head and for somebody else to help you become that a reality. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. I think hopefully that was helpful for our listeners. I know overwhelm is a pretty common feeling, especially the last couple of years. So hopefully what we talked about today can kind of help you start to get yourself out of that. If you are feeling that way, we will link to all of those resources, the books that Jamie mentioned in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 104. And in addition to that, if you're interested in learning more about our services, potentially working with an advisor to start having those crucial conversations and start getting out of the overwhelm, start scaling in a better, more efficient way, we do have a free discovery call that's available as well. You can get more information about that at our website, pjscpas.com, and sign up for a free discovery call at backslash contact. And you can find the contact page on our website as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Jamie. Appreciate it. Yes, it's been fun. I always enjoy conversation with y'all and hopefully everybody uh, pulled a few things out of here to help them with the overwhelm and, and be encouraged that you are not alone. It's very common, Yes, but there is a way out. We all are there at one point or another and we want to be the hand that is reaching down to help you out of out of the overwhelm pit. So grab the hand, <laughs> go, go to the show notes, find our website. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We always, always love having you keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the cultivating business growth podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate and review gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.